Good morning, good morning. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh my goodness, it is Monday. Time to go back to school, time to go back to work. Oh, well, never mind. The start of another week, a brand new week, full of adventure. We don't know what's going to happen this week, do we? Well, Hopefully it'll all be good. Oh my goodness, do you know what? I was so happy yesterday. It rained. Oh, it just, it rained a couple of times during the day. Um, Not, you know, not a great storm or anything like that, but it was just raining. And I sat out in the garden with the rain raining down on me. Um, and being very, very cool for the first time in ages, <laughs> what seemed like forever. Um, so, uh, yeah, just sitting out in the rain must be mad. However, um, it's it was just I don't know. It's made it a little bit cooler. So today, um, I'm looking out of the window now, and there's no sun, which usually, although. It is still very early, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm looking out and it's just seems really cloudy and I'm not hot. I slept. <laughs> Do I sound whingy? Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible when I'm hot, I tell you. Um, right. How are you? Are you all good? I really, really hope so. Um, I had a message from Lily, um, who wrote it herself, well done you, um, saying congratulations on reaching a million. Well, congratulations to you as well, because you listened. So, therefore, you are part of that um, celebration. You listened to the, the podcast, so, therefore you reached a million as well <laughs> um so yeah that was really nice i think thank you so much um for the message lily I, and she said she listens and she loves it so um makes me so happy when people say that <laughs> um she thinks well i think she said thinks she need, it needs to be longer because she said it's um she knows it's only short um, but it's still really good. Um, and yet there are people who think I talk too much. So, um, yeah, I, I actually would like to make it quite long or a, a bit longer. However, um, I know that people are listening to it or parents are letting their children listen to it before they go to sleep. So sometimes that's probably uh, why they why they let them because it is quite a short one i don't know <clears throat> oh dear me right <clears throat> okay so uh the riddle answer from yesterday uh what was the riddle can you remember it was uh where are we no there we go um Sorry, I've lost my lost yesterday's. Oh, here we go. Riddle. How do you make the number one 
disappear by adding something to it. Now, <laughs> there are two answers and either are correct. So, you can add the letter G to it to make it gone because <clears throat> then number one disappears because you have the word gone. Or you can add the letter N to it like Zoe did and have the word none. So there you go. Two answers. So Zoe, well done. Um, you added the letter N and came up with none. So therefore you got it. Um, the next riddle today is what kind of tree can you carry in your hand? Ooh. Do you know that one? Type of tree. My goodness. I don't think it's bonsai. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, right. Uh, Zoe um, and Evie, hello to you two. Um, I hear you haven't been, both of you haven't been very well. And I really, really hope that you get better soon, both of you. Um, <clears throat> the video of you feeding the fish is awesome. There was a fish frenzy um, in that water while you were feeding them. Um, so, and I'm, I have to say, I love the idea of a fish cafe. I mean, how, I, how amazing is that? A fish cafe. And you've even seen a stingray there. I have never once seen a stingray in my life. I do not know even. Oh, well, I know roughly what one looks like, but um, I don't know whether I'd recognise it in real life. So um, that's oh, that's just wow. Um, I would like to see it, but I don't think you're, you should touch them, do you? <laughs> I remember being on the beach with my um, family when I was a child and my brother came back. Oh, excuse me. Came back holding. He'd gone off for a wander um, and he came back holding um, a jellyfish. It was dead, but he'd picked it up and he was like, look. Um, and uh, it was oh, it was a bit gross. But um, where are we? So, yeah, both of you feel very, very better soon. Um, and that video that you sent me is totally awesome. Uh, Zoe, you have a fun fact for us. Yay! I love fun facts. Now, your fun fact is that it takes 72 muscles to say one word. So how many muscles must you use every day um, if you use 72 for just saying one word? I mean, even the sentence one word is two, so two lots of 72. And the more you talk, the more muscles you... Is that... Oh, I've just got to ask this now because is that... <clears throat> a brilliant form of exercise. K 
can we use that? So just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk until and instead of going to the gym um, or instead of doing any other exercise, just talk um, and get thin. <sighs> How awesome would that be? You could get fit by talking. Can't be right because I'd be very, very fit, wouldn't I? <laughs> so would my daughter. <clears throat> oh, well. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was just, I thought I'd discovered this amazing new way of being fit, getting fit then. Oh, right, right, right. Um, What day is it? What day, day, day? Let's see. So it is um, Monday, as we know. It is the 12th of June. We are halfway through my, or no, not quite, but nearly halfway through my birthday month. Woohoo! <laughs> um, it is also National Red Rose Day. Mm. I'm not a big fan of roses. I know that they're beautiful, um, but I prefer other flowers to um, roses. Uh, roses just, I don't know, they don't, they don't get me. <laughs> um, but it's Red Rose Day, so they are very, very pretty. Um, and what other day is it? It is National Loving Day. Oh, maybe that's why it's Red Rose Day as well. What do you think? Because you're supposed to have red roses when you love each other, aren't you? Loving day. What a lovely day. Uh, International Falafel Day. Who likes falafels? I love them. They are amazing. Um, just, oh, they taste such, so nice. Uh, so, yeah, International Falafel Day. Uh, National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Um, and Superman Day. Superman! Do you know what? I We baked yesterday. We made, well, I'm going to say we baked some cookies, but we failed miserably. I do not know what we did that was so wrong um, because we followed the recipe to the letter um, we had all the ingredients right. Um, absolutely don't know what went wrong, but something did because they failed. I had to throw away a baking tray because I couldn't, they just baked onto the baking tray and there was nothing I could do. I had to throw it all away. Um, so yeah, I don't know what on earth we went wrong, but uh yeah i just i've never failed at baking before in my life so i was quite upset plus the fact that um i wasted all those ingredients so upset um so i'm gonna have to try again now um because they wanted um obviously they wanted uh cookies so we're gonna have to try again um right Okay, fun, f not a fun fact, because we've had a fun fact. Impossible question. Impossible question. And it's from Emily. 
So Emily has asked, why do I like my friends more than I like other people? That's a, a good question. <laughs> um, so apparently um, there is an answer to it. Um, so friends, obviously, you know, are groups of people who choose to spend lots of time speaking, playing, eating or just hanging out together. We've all, you know, made friends and, um, you know, some people find it really easy. Some people find it difficult. Um, but there are friends out there for all of us. <laughs> but what makes us form these special relationships with some people, but not others? It's still impossible to explain because scientists have, haven't been studying friendship for very long. Okay, but however, from the studies they have done, one thing was easy to notice. We tend to make friends with people who are like us. OK, so, for example, if you are 10 years old and live in London, you probably have more friends who are 10 years old and live in London than friends who are seven years old and live in Toronto. But that really is just because if you're 10 years old and live in London, you probably don't know many people who are seven and live in Toronto, do you? Unless you are a jet setting child and um, go on planes all the time. Um, so we pick friends who are like us in more surprising ways too. Okay. So scientists have noticed that when we meet new people who are potential friends, because all new people are potential friends, we are more likely to feel connected to or to click with people whose expressions and body language match our own. It's even been noticed that good friends even blink their eyes a similar number of times every minute. So to find out more, scientists asked a group of volunteers to watch funny, exciting or interesting videos while sitting in a brain scanner and watch to see how their brains responded to different experiences. How weird is that? Amazingly, volunteers with the most similar brain activity all turned out to be good friends. How weird. So this suggests that brains friends, no, sorry, friends brains, not brains friends, oh dear. This suggests that friends' brains react to the world in similar ways. They are more likely to laugh at the same jokes, care about the same issues and enjoy the same activities together. This is a big clue that you may like your friends more than other people simply because they remind you of you. Hmm. See... I agree with that and that's you know that that is the answer to your impossible question which is a really good question but while I agree with it I have friends that um uh that aren't like me um like I have friends that 
completely do different things and I have friends that I mean my close friends are all very similar to me my absolute best friends um but my you know my other friends some of them are work friends because they do the same work as me um and I have to work alongside them so it's better that I like them but or that we get on um but for instance I am one of those possibly annoying people that have to be on time or early for everything (laughs) I am never late for anything um and I have a couple of friends who are the opposite and are late for everything um and it really annoys me but it doesn't stop me from being friends with them so you know they are still my good friends it's just that that's one thing that I <laughs> annoys me <laughs> but um never mind we won't mention names will we <laughs> right the story which story shall we have um i have chosen one called Mr. Snoop's Carrots. Sound good to you? I think so. You have to excuse me because I'm just drinking a little bit of coffee to try and keep me awake. Okay. Mm. Coffee's good. Okay. So, one dark, cold winter, the village of Shiver was hungry. So hungry some of the people began to look very thin. Our potatoes have gone bad, they said to one another. The harvest was poor too, so we have very little corn to make bread. It's no good asking the next villagers to help us, for they're all as badly off as we are. We had better all bring what we have got to the mayor, said Dame Bent. Some of us have turnips and carrots, some have corn, some have dried meat. Let us all bring what we've got and then the mayor can share it out between us so that we can all have the same. That's a good idea. Yes, that is a good idea, said Mother Bright Eyes. It will be fair to everyone. Old Man Snoop didn't think it was a good idea. Not at all. He had a whole cellar full of carrots. Good orange carrots. He didn't want to share them with anybody. There was enough there to make him soup for the whole winter. Why should he share them with everyone else? Everyone had to go to the mayor and declare what he had in his cellars or larder. Then the next day the mayor would send men to collect the things and after that they would be stored and doled out through the cold, hungry winter. Mr. Snoop went to declare what stores he had. A dozen carrots, he said in a doleful voice, and a packet of tea, a little sugar, and a little dried meat. Why, Mr. Snoop, you have hundreds and hundreds of carrots, said Dame Bent at once. You know you have. Surely you're not thinking of keeping them for yourself. A dozen carrots, indeed. I hope the mayor's servants will explore your cellars very well and take away all of your carrots. 
You're a nasty, mean old man. I am not, said Mr Snoop, feeling very angry because everyone had heard what Dame Bent had said. I have only about a dozen carrots, as I said, and the mayor's servants can certainly explore my cellars. And to prove that I am not mean, I say this. I will only take from the mayor exactly half the food he gives to others. So there. There was a silence after these words. People didn't know what to think. <sighs> Could Mr Snoop have a cellar full of carrots if he was willing to let others look and see? And could he be so mean as they thought if he offered to take only half the food that everyone else was having? Well, we'll see what we shall see, said Dame Bent, and she turned away. She told the mayor to be sure to tell his servants to look at old man Snoop's cellars carefully the next day she did not trust him at all. Old man Snoop went home very angry. <sighs> now, because of that interfering Dame Bent, he would have to hide all the carrots he had stored in his cellar. I'll put them into my barrow and wheel them to the middle of Longfield and dig a hole there and bury them, said Mr Snoop to himself. I'll hide them all away and only leave about a dozen in the cellar. I shall be able to slip out each night and get some in for my soup, so I shall easily be able to manage on half the food that the mayor gives to the others. Ha! They thought I was generous over that. That night, old man Snoop wheeled many barrow loads of carrots to the middle of Longfield. He dug a big hole and buried them there. Then he marked the place with four white stones set together. The next day the servants of the mayor came round to everyone to collect what food they had. They came to old man Snoop's house and asked for the food he had in his larder and cellars. He flung open the doors. There you are, he said. Take what you see. I don't wish to keep anything back. There were only a dozen carrots in the cellar. He told the truth, whispered one servant to another. Dame Bent was wrong. The next day, everyone went to the storehouse to get their ration of food. Old man Snoop too. He asked for only half, for he had made up his mind to appear very good and generous. And don't give me any carrots, please, because I don't like them at all, said Mr Snoop in a loud voice, hoping that Dame Bent would hear him. They give me a dreadful pain. On no account, give me carrots. He knew he would have plenty of carrots of his own to eat. Hmm, clever Mr Snoop. That sn night, Snoop went to fetch himself a few carrots for soup and had a very good meal. Far bigger than anyone else in Shiver Village, he went to bed and slept soundly for his meanness never worried him. In the morning, what a surprise. The ground was deep in snow. It was still snowing when Mr Snoop looked out of his window and it snowed all day. 
Well, that was the end of Mr Snoop going out to find his carrots. The four white stones that marked them were buried deep under the snow. He couldn't go digging down all over the field for people would see the marks in the snow and guess what he had been doing. It was most annoying. So Mr Snoop had to go without his carrots and as he only had half the amount of everyone else, he felt very hungry. Oh dear, what a mistake he had made. Never mind, he said to himself, when the snow goes, I shall find my carrots again and I shall be all right. I must go hungry for a few days. Well, during the snow, the rabbits in the fields were very hungry too. For the grass was buried under the snow. But soon a rabbit smelt at the pit of carrots and it wasn't long before he had dug a tunnel to them and told all his brothers and sisters about them. The rabbits had a wonderful time eating the carrots and then one morning Dame Bent, walking down the snowy path that ran around Longfield, noticed a bitten carrot lying on the snow. Then she saw another and another. She followed them and came to a big hole in the snow, leading down to the pit of carrots, which was now uncovered by the rabbits. Look at that, said Dame Bent, guessing that it was old man Snoop's hoard of carrots. I must tell the mayor and he must send his men to collect such a lovely store of carrots. My, my, my. Well, the carrots were soon collected, but old man Snoop didn't know that. He didn't get any of them, of course, because he had said that he didn't like carrots. He was very glad when the snow went because now he thought he could go and fetch him plenty of carrots from his stall. And how hungry he was. So that night, when the weather had turned warm and all the snow was melting, old man Snoop took his lamp and went out with a basket to find the four white stones that marked his pit of carrots. But there were no carrots there, except for a few half-eaten ones that weren't any good at all. Old man Snoop stood there and wept. Oh, my carrots! Oh, my lovely carrots! The rabbits have got them! Oh, what a dreadful thing! The next day, Mr Snoop went to the storehouse with the others to collect his food ration, and he saw piles and piles of carrots. Dame Bent saw him looking at them and smiled. Ah, Mr Snoop, what a pity you don't like carrots, she said. These were found most unexpectedly in the middle of the field by your house. Extraordinary, wasn't it? Everyone is getting a good share of them. Each day, except you. And of course, because you don't like carrots. So poor Mr Cat Snoop had to go without his carrots after all. And as he still only had half the food that other people had, he felt very hungry and miserable indeed all that winter. How glad he was when the cold weather went and springtime came 
with its new stocks of green food and salad and rhubarb, how he gobbled everything up. Oh, you'll never be so mean again, he thought, as he sat down to a rhubarb pie. I'm so thin that my bones rattle against one another, and all because I was mean and greedy and wouldn't share with others. I don't think I deserve to lose all my carrots like that all the same. He did, of course, and it was a very good thing too that he lost them, because it cured him of some very nasty ways, didn't it? Oh, dear me. You're supposed to be nice and share in times of trouble like that, aren't you? Not just be mean and keep things for yourself. So I'm glad that he lost all his carrots. <laughs> and the rabbits have were hungry as well, so it was good that they found them. Um, right. Oh, my goodness me. I have to go to work today. Um, so no, uh, <laughs> we won't be baking. Um, I'm trying to bake more cookies today and see if they turn out any better. Uh, it was a new recipe um, that somebody, my friend in Canada had given me. And he said that he makes them all the time and that they are his favourite cookies. Um, and they're like big chocolate chunks in them. So, unfortunately, whatever he does, he does better than me because I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, so possibly won't be trying those again. I'll probably be trying my tried and tested recipe um, for biscuits. Right. That's it for today, I'm afraid. Don't know whether it's been a short one or not. So, um, Lily, if it has, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully, if you're listening to Harry Potter, uh, that is a very long one every day um, because the chapters in Harry Potter are extremely long, a lot longer than I thought they were. Um, but I hope you're enjoying it anyway, because I am. Um, so. I am going to, oh, you're definitely yawn because it's still very early. Um, I'm going to uh, love you and leave you. Ask very nicely that you take care and stay safe while you're still having a wonderful day. And I will see you all again tomorrow. So... Bye for now.